Hello and uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover. We're on episode 32 now. Hooray. And uh, we are three again after a warm weather training camp. Uh, we're back, fully fit for the last couple of game seasons. I'm joined by Rob. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. Thanks, Rich. I am well. I just had to lock the door quickly. Yeah. Tries to interfere. Don't want any interlopers. We've left a few fans outside, so yeah. it's okay. We'll throw you hear them screaming. Them. And Will's thank here too. Be alarmed. Hello. Hello, Will. Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. Lovely. We have obviously already done this. How are you? Off, yeah. Off mic. But, yeah. Um, it yeah, was so. better actually first time. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I believed you. When we move to a subscription model, we'll make that content available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with the usual format today, we'll be getting into our uh, 6 and 60, our tips for the last couple of game weeks. We've got a Sari um, in best of worst of, we'll be talking about uh, unrealised potential or wonder because you never quite made it, which is a bit of a fun one to the research. The Cherno Samba effect. The Cherno Samba, yeah, often the, the Champman effect actually. Mm. Um, and then we've got a bit of correspondence, we'll catch up with our toddler captain tips, yep. which is... Poised on a knife edge. It's, it's, it's a lot like City Liverpool at the moment, isn't it? It is. That. It's getting similar. the same amount of media attention as well. Yeah, yeah. similarly intriguing. Yeah. Um, a controversial one this week, but we'll throw to that uh, yeah. later in the show, everybody. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll have our beer of the week and have a little look forward to uh, game week 37 as it unfolds. Yeah. I'm All very right. angry. I'm very angry. I've got to vent some anger later as well. You wanna, do you want to go now? Or do you no, no, I'll save it. It's okay. bubbling up. Instead. Yeah. Always minutes. save your anger for later in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It really teases people, yeah. so they stick with it. Yeah. Why is Rob so angry? Yeah. So how are we feeling about fantasy football? Is everyone still interested? What's, oh, yeah. I hate fantasy football. Rob's yeah. still got an exciting chip left. I've got two chips. Oh. Bench boost, as I always say, for the last game week of the season. <laughs> Triple captain, which I am angry about. And yeah, I had. do you ever have this moment when you lose interest a bit in fantasy football where at this stage of the season you know you're not going to win anything? And you start watching football for watching football and enjoy it a bit more. I think, should I still do this? Because I had that moment. I'm still interested because I need to beat a, a few of my friends. Mm. There's a couple of people that I can still beat that yeah. I want to. Yeah, That's I mean, the only reason I'm yeah. interested. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, real football is holding little to no interest for me at the moment. <laughs> so I'm dead, still sticking with <laughs> yeah, fantasy. Yeah, that's a good flip Way side. through, yeah. yeah very Three true. losses on the spin, nine goals conceded yeah. and no fun times. Bad. Okay, Bad. Sure. let's let's do our tips and then yeah. we can vent more anger. Okay, let's go six in sixty. Right, I'll kick us off. So I've gone for Luke Shaw, who Manchester United have Huddersfield. He got an assist in the last game, and I think a clean sheet potential is huge in that game. And Callum Wilson, uh, Bournemouth got Spurs. Uh, Spurs, who looked tired and poor against West Ham. So, go for him. All right, I've got uh, Diego Jota. Uh, he's only 8.1% owned. He has got two goals and assists these last couple of game weeks. He's looking very lively, linking well with Jimenez. Uh, they got Fulham Liverpool. And then Luca Dean, a former FPL favourite, uh, rediscovered his long throw. Uh, he's got five clean sheets in the last six. Get him in. Excellent. I've gone for our season-long favourite of Brooksy at Bournemouth. Brooksy. 5.1 million, 4.9% owned. Shaky Spurs, as Will mentioned, and Palace next. And then massive Virgil van Dijk, 6.7 million, 31% owned. Lovely short fingernails. And Newcastle <laughs> and Wolves next. <laughs> that was uh, that was 29 millimetres over, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Very Which, good. For the people that don't know, that was the... Distance that yeah. Aguero's goal was over the line. I think that might be thrown to at the end of the season. I right? think so. The if they, they if they win, if they win the league, they've won it by twenty nine millimeters. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, how are we feeling about transfers? I think Man United's a good shout. I don't know why. Oh, no, I don't know. Because they've got Huddersfield. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, they have got Huddersfield, but I think I, I read something and I did write it down, but I think the top four in uh, their last three games have a combined... In, in the last 11 games? Oh, this is a terrible stat. We should probably chop it out. <laughs> top four in the... <laughs> yeah, in basically the, between them in the last four, three, four games, they've won one, which was uh, Spurs scraping a 1-0 win against Brighton. So right. I, I, they're not they're competing for the top four, right? You know, oh, okay. Right. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, United, Chelsea. You got us. Really got through that. In the yeah, end, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. Stato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. Um, it's yeah, just the last United's, three, isn't it? Huddersfield, Huddersfield are just Huddersfield must be done. Woeful. And I, it's the shop window versus the. This is why I was thinking Brooksy, the young hopefuls that they want to keep next season. So there must be a bit of a balancing out there, right? Players playing that they want to sell, and then yeah. players playing that they want to keep. So, and they want to impress. I don't know. I just it, those. It's such a lottery. Now. Well, one matters apparently leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, isn't he? and he scored. Yeah, he scored yesterday. So uh, put himself. I mean, you could Pogba could see him playing well. You never know. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he wants that move he want, to Madrid. He wants to leave, so he needs to show that he still got it. Yeah. yeah. And part of my anger was based on I played my wild card a couple of game weeks ago. And got rid of so many players that scored well and got in players like Nacho Monreal. Over three games, got me minus one point. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible decision. Yeah. yeah. Never, never bringing in Arsenal defender. No, they had a double game week and I thought he might get involved in the goal and they might get one clean sheet. And then I brought in Benjamin Mendy, who Guardiola had said he's our only left back. Yeah, yeah, and played zero. I minutes. think that was an insult rather than a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> As in, when he played him against Palace, he had no other choice. And he hasn't yeah. played him or had him on the bench since. And I had uh, Salah as triple captain ahead of last game week and then changed it all at the 11th hour yeah. to Sterling. Oh, how did he do, Sterling? Three points. Three points. So six in total, whereas Salah triple probably would have got me. 57. Would have, <laughs> that would have got you. <laughs> oh, that's a tough <laughs> one to swallow. 57. Oh, yeah. I feel better now getting off my chest. Yeah, yeah good. good. It's always next help season. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always next season. Winding down. Um, can I just say I hate going first on 1660. I hate it. It's like it more pressure than... When I'm last, <laughs> like, squeezing yeah, I've been conscious of you two because I'm always I always chat for too long. <laughs> on so I've felt so much pressure then. Rob, Rob and I's eyes stumbled over my firmly words. On that I, just I didn't get everything out. I wanted to say that Callum Wilson got two goals and an assist at the weekend. Yeah, and he's looking very good. But I didn't have time because I was so stressed. Um, and I just think Spurs are looking very tired. Yeah, when do they got, play in Europe? Is it this week? Tomorrow, yeah, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. So, so this is Monday night. We're recording. So it'll be Tuesday night, there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that follows Monday. Yeah. So I just think about what day this is going to go. Like. Well, then they'll all be tired after watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, and all, and, yeah. They've probably been see um, the Marvel films, well, Endgame. So they're just yeah. There's a lot, great, there's a lot to get through, isn't there? Yeah, there's so That's much. Worse. Premium you, content out You won't have any Tottenham players, will you? No, not yeah. ever. No, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I've got Son and yeah, Luke Mora. Yeah. They need to go. I mean, that was probably a very good decision. It's been a disaster. Son has scored one goal in 10 games. Because that was the thing when Cayman out previously, wasn't it? It's like, get Son in, he'll play up front, he'll score goals. He yeah, it? and I got more in the week after he got his hat trick. So I was like, well, he's a dead sir. And yeah. I, fact, I even messaged the FPL Instagram group to get their opinion, and they all agreed that Lucas Moura was essential. But yeah. I now think that they were out to get me. <laughs> yeah. Knives out for they Will. They were like, oh, we'll get him. We'll teach the fantasy football Shall hangover. You. Would you two like a Sarri? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. 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 So this is- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
Uh, so, uh, in Crystal Palace's famous uh, uh, victory over Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium, yes, three two victory, Roy Hodgson became the seventh different manager to win a Premier League away match at both Highbury and the Emirates Stadium. Seventh. Uh, can you name any of the others? Yes, I can. Yeah, you probably can. That's it. W- will Done. you? <laughs> okay, good. Well, we'll come back to that. Thank you, Will. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good old boy. How many seasons have you been at the Emirates? About four? No, no. no. 11, 12? Oh, is that long? Yeah. Wow. Time. So there are six other managers that have won at both Emirates and... Hybrid. Hybrid. Okay, yeah, fine. Exactly. Um, In the Premier League era. Yeah, I mean, okay. ob- so, obviously Fergie. Um, yeah. Mourinho? Maybe? You're, 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 both, you're right yeah. on both those. Right. Um, we'll think about that old yeah. manager. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll reproach that right. towards the end of the, the show. Right one, yeah. But, um, yeah, those are the two biggies. So we should probably move on and talk about this week's best of worst of. Yeah, yes. let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so this week we're talking about uh, Wonder Kids and Wonder Kinden. Wonder Kinden. Uh, the first one that um, came straight to my mind. Uh, was John Bostock. Yes, straight to my mind. Too. I don't know much about John Bostock. You guys have been eulogising about him and I don't know anything well, about him. John so Bostock, tell me. John Bostock was uh, a, one of the... Well, he became Palace's youngest ever player. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he was Palace season ticket holder from five. Five to 15, went with his dad every single week. Same seats, like, worships Palace. Sign pro, uh, fast tracks. I think he, he started training with the first team squad when he was 14. Yeah. So immediately the media sort of latched onto him. It was like he's next. He was subject to a 1.5 million bid from Barcelona at the age of 14. Wow, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, and then it came to signing pro forms, uh, and it's it's interesting. So I actually signed up to watch uh, Not Giving Up, a documentary on Crystal Palace's website, right. <laughs> officially an eagle, uh, and it was just a 20 minute thing, and uh, he. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting because he, he basically said it was sort of he had an agent and he had his dad and he talked to Simon Jordan and the Palace team and they said you know we want to build a team around you we want to integrate you into the first team next season we want you to play in central midfield and then it came to the contract offer and it was significantly less than they expected um, and he he said to himself he was just a kid at school uh, and he the advice he was given by his agent. And his family, which he all, they all felt was the right advice at the time, was actually, you know, go to Spurs. They're, they're offering you a clear pathway to the, the first team. They're offering a lot more money. Yeah. And he did say as well, I think it was... Um, so when was this? Who was Spurs manager? Uh, I think it was Warnock. Is that right? It was, oh, pa- what? Oh, Palace. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. oh, uh, yeah, Spurs he signed for... Um, oh, he signed for the guy who was before Redknapp, the Spanish guy. Uh, I can't remember his name, though. Yeah, when was it? It was a, it's Damien Damien Camoli was the um, sporting director, okay. and then he, he came in, and they they changed manager quickly, and Redknapp took over. But Redknapp gave him his debut. Ramos. It was one day yeah. Ramos. One Very good. Um, yeah, he made his debut at the age of fifteen years and two hundred eighty-seven days. Palace's his youngest ever player against Watford. Um, but when he left, Simon Jordan didn't take it well. 
So no. he signed Spurs and he actually revoked both his and his dad's season tickets. Oh, that is oh, so mean. Which stands yeah. to this day, according to the documentary. He actually went back to Selhurst in the documentary and he, he was tearful. He went and sat on the old seat yeah. and he sitting with his dad and he's like, I, I just dream of bringing my kids oh. back here. But he, he had this reputation as a bad boy. So when he went to Spurs, he made his debut there. Um, I think he scored eight in eight pre-season. Like he started well. He made his debut in the UEFA Cup against Dinamo Zagreb, became their youngest ever player, 16 years and 295 days. Um, played twice more that season. But then his career just stalled and he started going out on these loan spells. Mm. But because Spurs valued him so highly, they had this clause in a lot of the loan contracts that if he didn't play three or four consecutive games, he could be recalled. Because their thinking was... He's, if he's going to go and sit at Sheffield Wednesday and not play, it's better he trains with the Spurs first team to continue improving. Right. But because he then didn't play that many games in a row, he kind of got this reputation for cutting loan spells short, right. but being a bit of a bad boy and a disruptive behavioural influence, which kind of stuck with him. Um, and he had, he had loan spells at Brentford um, for a month, but he ended up returning... Soon that, despite scoring twice in his debut, he went to Hull in 2010. Scored one of the best goals, like a 30-yard 30 30 worldie on his debut. Uh, but he, he came back in December as part of the season-long loan. He went out to Sheffield Wednesday. He was recalled again after four games. And it got to 2012. Uh, he's back at Spurs. And um, he ended up going to Toronto on this kind of weird loan spell that didn't really work out. He didn't really stay there. He got sent back two months after going out there. And then he was released by Spurs in, mm. in June 2013. Yeah. Which is kind of, yeah, that's where his career... So he just stopped and then he stopped playing? No. No, no he went no. to Belgium? Yeah, he, went, yeah. he decided to drop down to the Belgian second division, join Antwerp, and that's when he sort of started rebuilding his career. He played under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Jimmy Floyd. Yeah, he scored uh, 16 assists. Uh, he got 16 assists that season, just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, then he joined Oud Heverly Leuven, who were also in the second division. He won promotion, scoring 13 goals and 19 assists, became their player of the season. And then he went to Lens in France recently, yeah. 2016. He won uh, League Two Player of the Season there. But he had he had a terrible accident. He suffered a, a crash. So he's driving. He was, I don't quite know why he was driving down the motorway at 3 a.m. But he was driving sober down the motorway right. at 3 a.m. when he was hit by a drunk driver. Oh, Paralytic head-on collision. And the pictures of the car are yeah. brutal. Yeah, he's just that. completely crumpled up. And he's a, a very religious guy anyway. But. Um, yeah, he said that kind of put his life back into perspective and he said he let go of a lot of the old stuff that he'd been kind of carrying with him. Yeah, he seems like quite a positive character now. He does, right? yeah, really but positive. What I thought was really interesting, the bits that I read about him was because he had that label of the wonder kid, as we were discussing, he, that's what he really struggled with. He felt like every game he played, he had to do all his tricks and show the people that yeah. he was a genius and that he had all these skills. And he just said as soon as that started going wrong, it wasn't until he played under Jimmy Floyd that he got his confidence back. Right. Which is mad, isn't it? To have all that attention at 15 and then... So much pressure. Six, seven years later, only just find your feet again. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Johnny Bostock's an interesting story. It's a shame he went. And he was big physically for 15. He looked like a player, you know. He wasn't like wiry and kind of wearing a baggy kit and all that. Well, he he went back to Palace for a game this pre-season. So he went. That's he ended right, up off yeah. the lawns. He had a good season there, a good season and a half. And he went to a Turkish club, Bursaspor, for six months or so. And now he's at Toulouse in France. He went to Selhurst for a pre-season friendly this August. Yeah, 
He said it was pretty emotional going back. I imagine he's still got some grief. I think he said, he said he went back, he went back, he played against Palace in the Championship for Hull. Right. And he got a pretty horrific reception. I think that was Mm. only a couple of seasons after he signed for Spurs. In fact, I think some of the Palace people, they they had like a legends list on a board outside and they had like Lombardo and Wright and Bright and everyone. Mm. And I think they put the kit man as John Bostock. Uh, <laughs> which, the whole, which the whole players absolutely loved did you guys come across anyone fun well I, Martin Johnson was an interesting one in terms of ta- talent that never kind of came to uh, mm. did he came play, to be did he get Man picked City. by Sven yeah so Sven yeah, Sven um, was his manager at Man City ah oh, right and he played 23 times in the 2007-2008 season. That was kind of his peak season, that's pretty much he played. But he, he ended up quitting football at 24. Mm. Um, he had quite a few mental health issues, I think, basically, and he was he's now very grateful to be away from the limelight and, and everything that was going on. Um, but he now runs a quite successful chain of uh, estate agencies. Oh, really? In the he, Manchester area. That's weird, wasn't it? Because he looked like he could be the next Steven Gerrard yeah. when he was in form at Man City. and then Physically as well as um, his ability. And then he, he really, looked a he bit really like put on a lot of weight, didn't he, when yeah. he was 24? Yeah. Which was odd. I remember those pictures going Yeah, and, really bloated. And he went on loan to Leicester, did he, for a couple yeah. of seasons yeah, after yeah. that? Yeah, he had a bit of time at Leicester, yeah. He was interesting. And then David Bentley, who has been mentioned on this uh, podcast before yes. because I played football yeah, yesterday, yeah, but yeah. very briefly. Um, <laughs> so you obviously remember him from uh, Arsenal and, and, uh, oh, he and, then, and then Blackburn. He scored, against, he scored a fourth goal for Arsenal against Borough or someone when he was about 16, 17, came off the bench and we just chipped the keeper and it was Burkamp, I mean, he's still been playing and it was just very reminiscent of Dennis Burkamp. Yeah. You like, this guy's a talent. Yeah, he like was he talent. was lauded as the next David Beckham. Basically, he was absolutely going to be going to be the one, and uh, scored a hat trick against Manchester United for Blackburn. He had some really good times at Blackburn, and yeah. then went to Spurs, and it all went a bit wrong there. There is, there is a bit of a theme in well, Wonder Kids, isn't actually, there? Actually, yeah. like Har- going to Spurs so and their career going terribly south. He, he if you may, you may recall, um, he poured a bucket of. Cold water over Harry oh, Redknapp yeah, yeah. in some celebrations after a match. <laughs> yeah, when he's been interviewed. Yeah, whilst yeah. Harry was being interviewed, and Harry, I don't know if he mentions this in his autobiography, <laughs> but he was he played it off and laughed it off at the time. But apparently, he was livid and literally thought that like Bentley That's it, was really done. disrespectful and so hardly played him after that. Yeah. And then he don't left. Cross Harry. Um, he left though. Tottenham. Um, went on various loans as they always do, um, and he ended up retiring age twenty nine. But I was reading an interview with him. And um, he said that he kind of, he retired because he was just getting bored of the dressing room banter. There wasn't enough for him. Oh, wow. At any club. He said that Tottenham was particularly dry in terms of banter. <laughs> right. But he basically blamed social media, saying that everyone was just so on you, their phones instead so, of, of, so instead of would, banter. You cut short a yeah. top-level sporting career because there's not enough banter. I don't need all this so he money. sounds like an absolute banter, banter yeah. bus legend, doesn't he? <laughs> banter machine. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about Michael Johnson. The Archbishop Johnson. of Banterbury. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stumbled across a few when I was looking at my, Michael Johnson, a few uh, ex-Man City players, which I was not Hold aware on. of. I've just got it. We should call him David Bantley instead Sorry, of... David Bantley. Bantley. Uh, there we go. Sorry, go on. He'd <laughs> um, like you, Will. Yeah, yeah you, you'd be in his team. You'd definitely be in his team. Um, so did you know that... Um, Ex-Liverpool goalkeeping hero Loris Carius was on Man City's books in 2000. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Lovely. Yeah, yeah he, um, 
He left City to join Mainz uh, until Liverpool signed him in 2016. And another I was not aware, people may well be aware of this, but uh, Kieran Trippier. Oh, I didn't know that. No, ex, I didn't know that. Ex-Man City youngster, obviously. Burnley for Spurs, was he? Burnley, uh, the Berry Beckham oh, is how they refer to. I'm not sure if he's... Uh, yeah, he had loan spells with Barnsley, then Burnley. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I was not, and there were, the one other was Ben Mee. Oh, defender. Really? Yeah, Ex-Man City youngster. I mean, different levels of success there, obviously, but Carrius might well be in that wonder kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know they talked about... Um, uh, sort of um, Phil Foden is a product of the Man City youth system and he's basically the only one that's like... <laughs> actually progressed but I think there was a I can't remember if it was Pep said it or so, or one one of the board or something said that if if we can't get it right with Foden then we we might as well sack off the whole wow. youth system because he's so good like yeah. and it, it's just a disaster if we can't make and it work with him still only made one start all season <laughs> one start <laughs> one goal the other day though, yeah he did he did yeah. do you guys know the story of Robin Friday no so he's, he's, a, he's a player he played for uh, Reading in the 70s but uh, he is basically, there's a novel about him. Um, it was co-written by um, Gwigsy from Oasis, but that's another <laughs> story. Yeah, wow. but it's called The Greatest Footballer You Never Saw. You Never Saw. So he's, he's um, he basically, they said if George Best was football's first pop star, um, Robin Friday was football's first rock and roll star. So basically he grew up in um, acting in the 50s and 60s, working class family, like had um, in and out of uh, trouble, uh, spent a bit of time in Felton Borstall, he had a horrific accident. He became, uh, he was working on a building site. He fell off a scaffold. He was impaled by a spike through his anus. Uh, <laughs> narrowly oh, narrowly missed his, uh, his vital organ, his lungs and his stomach by millimetres in which he could have died. Um, but then he got into football. He signed semi-pro for Hayes. Um, and then Reading took a chance on him in 1974 when they were in the old uh, fourth division. But... Um, some of the stories are out. So he's basically like a creative centre forward, much in the George Best model, like dazzling skills, scored loads of goals, great in the air. When was this, sorry? When this was, was in 1974. Right. But because uh, Reading then were in the old fourth division, there's so little um, footage of him playing. Yeah. It's kind of a like an like an oral history, uh, like the legend of Robin Friday. But one uh, one referee scored this amazing goal against Tranmere in 74, and um, the referee of the game said, up against the likes of Pelé and Cruyff, that race is the best goal I've ever seen. To which his response was, you should come in more often, I do this every week. <laughs> uh, but basically, he, uh, he, had this, he got into the team, uh, he helped them win promotion to the third division, uh, he was their player of the season twice. Uh, he was their top scorer twice. And he became this absolute hero uh, at Reading. He never wore shin pads. He's like six or four. But his drink and drug use was legendary. <laughs> legendary. At, at, like some of the stories. Um, but basically after... But Reading, his banter was good as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff. But he, he was famed for a series of like on-field and off-field um, antics. They basically couldn't quite keep control of him at Reading and a few big clubs were sniffing around and then they were so worried about his drug use, no one really took a chance on him. But Cardiff did and he went to Cardiff and he the, he did lost the respect of the manager and he basically, he would go to Cardiff for the match and he'd go back to London, he would party all week and then he'd sometimes turn up for the matches, sometimes not. But during his time at Cardiff, he uh, played Fulham when Bobby Moore the former England right. captain was playing for them. He's famous for um, squeezing his testicles. He also came up against Mark Lawrenson, um, 
who marked him so closely, he took massive exceptions to this. He waited for Mark Lawrenson to commit a sliding tackle and then proceeded to kick him as hard as he could in the head, for which he was sent off. So he ran straight to the dressing room and defecated in Mark Lawrenson's kit bag. Brilliant. Uh, so <laughs> you can take, take that home. And then his drinking drug use got so heavy, he basically left the game after a four-year career. Wow. Um, but some of the stories about him off the field... Oh, he Also, he took exception to uh, a keeper during one game, and there's an image of him uh, flicking a V-sign at the at the keeper right. which the super furry animals then used oh, on their single man don't give a fuck oh, wow. so that's Robin Friday there we um, go. yeah he was banned from the same pub in Reading 10 separate times <laughs> uh, he was famous for walking into nightclubs wearing a fur- furry trench coat which he would then open to reveal he was only wearing a pair of hobnail boots <laughs> he, he has a famous a famous that's flashing a famous elephant dance which you can probably oh, piece together yeah. the um uh, he apparently took his manager at Reading's uh, request to not drink 48 hours before a game seriously. So he would only do LSD and listen to heavy metal records <laughs> up until 3 a.m. Uh, he, he's famous for kissing a policeman after scoring. Um, he would travel back to London from Cardiff um, during the end of his brief career. And he wouldn't buy a ticket, so he said he would knock on the toilet doors, uh, masquerading as the expector, say, tickets, please, take the ticket, and then use that to ride down to London. Amazing. Uh, and at his own wedding, um, there were the usual, there was, uh, I think, over 200 people, drink, drugs, fights. It was film. It was somehow a TV crew, Southwest Television, were invited in. And it was... Uh, it's famed for all his wedding presents being stolen uh, by one of the guests, which included a huge amount of cannabis. Um, it's a sad story at the end. Like He basically just walked away from football. Um, he served a prison sentence for impersonating a police officer and confiscating drugs. Yeah. Um, and he was found dead in a flat in Acton in uh, 1990 at the age of 38 for a suspected heroin overdose. Wow. Oh, really? But he was voted as Reading's Jesus. all-time greatest player in 2004, He's still regarded as a cult hero at Cardiff. Um, he scored twice in his debut. But, yeah, it's just a good story. Yeah, for four story. years. And so the, the book is really good. I think the author was Paolo Hewlett and, and, okay. and co-written by Gwigsey. But I've got it somewhere. I should send it to you. It's Sounds brilliant. Good. Yeah, there's one story at Reading. Uh, to calm him down, they decided to move him into a flat above the groundsman, right near the ground. Right. But the groundsman, this old guy in his 70s, and there were just people turning up. Uh, all times of day and night girls turning up all the time throwing stones on the window heavy metal music being played all through the night and just drinking drugs everywhere but he used to turn up to games like with his carrier bag full of booze yeah <laughs> once he like, got off a bus then they stopped for a toilet break and like broke into a cemetery and ended up stealing a couple of angels from a grave and just bringing the back like Fantastic. an absolute lunatic just a bit of banter. Yeah. Just a bit of banter. But he was good. Documentary yeah, waiting to be made, right? Yeah. I didn't know. No. I, I remember that Super Furry Animals image. Yeah. No, but and um, yeah, 38 though. Bloody hell. Yeah, gone to 38. Only four years in the game, but obviously left an impression. Reading fans still talk fondly about him. Yeah. Those that were still around. There. Oh, we haven't mentioned Freddie Adu. I know, you can't have one of these features without, without Freddie, Freddie Adu, Adu, can you? Freddie Adu. I don't know Freddie Adu. What? Oh, Edu- what? Did, you, did you never play Championship Manager? No, I don't Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu scored four... I'll refer to my notes. Yeah. Freddie Adu scored four goals as a 14-year-old at the 2003 Under-17s World Cup. Right. For he him? then... Uh, for the US. Oh, okay. He then um, 
age 16 in his first sort of big season in the MLS he got 11 goals and 17 assists uh, and then Benfica signed him and it all went wrong Right. Uh, and he already is, done a, like a multi-million pound deal with Nike. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, did a ma- massive. The like, next Pele, they called him. Really? Yeah. Which for an American, is less usual than a Brazilian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. A bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he was sort of an exceptional, exceptionally talented young man. He uh, he was also dating JoJo for a while, the pop star JoJo. Remember her? No, no, no faces. Okay. <laughs> uh, she, had a, she had a hit. Um, and, but he's, I believe the last club he was at was Las Vegas Lights, where he was released. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, has he been released? Yeah, he was released at the end of it. Recently. Yeah. I saw he's a... Uh, 2018 um, season. Yeah, I read that his lowest ebb came at the hands of Blackpool, who offered him a trial and put him in a prom- promotional video on their social media talking about his failed promise and then decided not to offer him a contract. Wow. Yeah. So he just trained with him. Oh, and he, oh. he's played for 14 teams in eight different countries. Has he? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But he was the, the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. The and the US were obsessed 13, with him and thought that he was going to win them the World Cup. Taking and all the world, the best, yeah. And he was very good, but... Yeah, he, he just, just didn't yeah. capitalise on that promise. All went wrong. Do you remember a player called Curlon? No. Curl on with a K, right. uh, Brazilian. Um, he was very, very close to move to Man United, but um, and he was one of the next big things. Like uh, he could take free kicks, he's skillful, could finish. But he had, he had a special move, and it's you know you sometimes get those things that we don't see very often repeated. Say like the Blanco bounce and yeah. and that sort of thing. He had this <laughs> this way of uh, he had this seal dribble where he could run. Well, bouncing the ball on his head <laughs> over and over. Oh, uh, and the only thing you can really do as a defender is like kick him down, rugby tackle yeah. him, but you can't get the ball off him without conceding a foul. That is so, brilliant. Uh, apparently it came really close to moving to United for £18 million, pounds, um, but he became incredibly in- injury-prone, had spells at Inter, Kievo, Ajax, and then ended up in, in the Japanese third division and playing for Malta's... Sliema Wanderers and now he's um, at SeaWorld well no he, yeah. ret- he retired at uh, 29 wow um, I can do that with yeah. a balloon as a kid I did that a lot with a balloon in my mum's front room <laughs> so good we should try and get some footage of it because it's just like, is there actually footage of him doing it yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he, I, I didn't actually get down when he played but it, it was probably uh, early to late 2000s I mean, so not long ago <laughs> Just like imagine if that was your like your, your star star player. And like, Here he goes. He's getting it. Oh, he's gone. No one can touch him now. Just <laughs> not sit into the goal. <laughs> he's another one who was great on Championship Manager, was he? Yeah, I mean, well, with skills That's what like it is, that. isn't it? It's like it's like bad video game image, isn't it? Yeah, you know, kind of nineties. It's poor. almost like a glitch, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stuck, yeah. found a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we you know lots of Championship Manager legends. Um, Never came to never came to realise their their talents. Yeah. But um, I used to sign a guy called Anthony Vanden Borre or Bore. I don't know. Oh yes, Belgian he was brilliant. Guy. He did. To be fair, he got capped twenty three times Are by you, Belgium. What so I think, position? I think he played in the same it, Belgian like, team it, as Vincent Kompany. Yeah. You could sign them both. Right. One as right back, one as centre back. Yeah, but he actually, as I recall, played like everywhere. It would be like <laughs> oh, he D, be it right. was like one of the DMRC, MC, R. L, like every every possible position, like in the sort of midfield area, it was perfect. Um, what happened he's, to him? Well, he's age thirty-one. He was last seen at TP Mazembe in the Democratic Republic of Congo. 
Um, wow! I, I don't so mean that was when he was last seen. Right. You know, he's dead or anything like that. But he's, he's definitely. <laughs> if you've seen Anthony, yeah. please write into. <laughs> Didn't quite over. work out for him. Um, and of course, Chano Samba is always the name oh, that gets yes. reeled off in any championship manager. Millwall, wasn't it? Yeah, Millwall and, and championship manager cult hero. He actually, I didn't realise this, but Liverpool bid two million for him in two thousand and two, but oh, wow. Millwall turned it down. And um, yeah, I mean, last I think he retired in two thousand fifteen after a spell in Norway. Right. Uh, Tong, Tongberg or something like that. And yeah, get in touch if you've got any from the clubs you're you're following and yeah. you support because I'm sure there's many we've missed. Oh, yeah. Who was that lad that played for Man United? Was it Matt Ma- Macieda or Macheda? Do you remember him? Oh, Freddie Macheda. Yeah, yeah. he scored an incredible goal. Yeah, and did nothing else. And it yeah. was a really crucial goal, wasn't it? Yeah, he then went on loan in the Championship, and I think maybe at Blackburn. Yeah, or, or QPR like or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. Um, and of well, and whatever happened to that guy at West Ham? Um, Jack Wilshere. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy Bonds. Um, <laughs> no, we spoke about him a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, midfield Ravel Morrison. Yeah, Ravel yeah, Morrison. Ravel Morrison. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He was considered he's a the next boy, big thing. Wasn't he? he was Man United as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah, when, when uh, I think because he played under um, Sam Allardyce as well, didn't he? Yeah. And they just said. But neither Ferguson nor Allardyce can keep control of you. Yeah, you're doomed. Probably, yeah. yeah, got screwed loose. Um, Nicholas Bentner? Yeah, Bentner. <sighs> Great experience. Yeah. yeah. And then let's see what becomes of... Uh, um, I've All of the got, children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jaden Sancho? Um, uh, Benteke, of course. He, he scored the other day, didn't he? <laughs> Guess Arsenal finally scored. Oh, yeah. he's back. <laughs> He was so lucky to be on side there. He didn't know that player behind he, him was he, playing. That's no clue what he's doing. He, he probably knew he, he was playing against the Arsenal. Yeah, I don't know if you watched that game or saw the highlights or anything. Yeah, I was there. You were there. Yeah. He had some fantastic chances. He ballooned over the bar that game. He's yeah. still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I know he got a goal, and I'm happy for him. Well, he's still got another ten years of celebration. Let's look forward to, hasn't he? Not scoring yeah. any goals, but um, yeah, bless him. Off, off, okay. All went go. wrong. All went wrong to poor him, didn't it? Uh, what's, what's what's happening next? now? So we should um, have we got any correspondence? Oh, we got yeah, a couple of things in the yeah. post bag. Um, yeah. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. So yeah, um, I thought this was quite funny. Dave Jennings sent us a photo of um, Mickey Adams's autobiography. Yeah. Oh, it really yeah. made me laugh in in a series of, in a series of books that you, no one would ever want to read. <laughs> <laughs> but he found it in um, in a hotel library, you know, like, yeah. you know, book deposit sort of thing in, in a hotel in Sorrento. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, I'm convinced that Mickey Adams himself left it there. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's just right. been going around, the going around the, go. around the world, just leaving his book in places. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I cannot for the life of me imagine who would want to read Mickey Adams' autobiography. Apologies to Mickey Adams if he's listening. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but it doesn't seem very interesting to me. Yeah, um, I can't. The fact that none of us can even think about dark underside. Yeah, like who did he manage? He was in. The- was he in the Premier League for a little bit? Yeah, I feel like he's someone. Ma- I feel like he's managed Leicester, right? Leicester, Leicester City, uh, and some, <laughs> some other. Did he play for Southampton? Oh, Possibly. I mean, literally, like, none of us know. Mickey so. no, <laughs> could be the best book ever. Yeah. We better read the book and find it, out. Yeah, it's called My Life in Football. Good original. So, yeah, that's yeah. really to know, doesn't it? And then uh, just quickly, FPL lad on Instagram alerted us to the fact that. 
uh, Andrew Robertson has now become the top scoring defender in FPL history, oh, wow. overtaking Jolene Lescott, Jeez. who was the previous 198 I'm glad. I points. I don't, I don't feel Jolene Lescott was a worthy he incumbent. scored a lot of goals, didn't he? Yeah, he Robertson got a lot of goals. It. Robertson is currently on 206. And he's got yes. Newcastle and Walton, so he yeah. did well up that. Yeah, and I think, I'm sure I read earlier in the season, I may have even mentioned in the podcast, that Virgil van Dijk uh, is also set to overtake Lescott's right. record. And um, yeah. it wasn't I read something the other day about Robertson was seven million or eight million. Yeah, yeah, incredible That's signing. Nothing, yeah. incredible. nothing in, in current money. So yeah. I had a bit of correspondence following on from our last episode, which was a couple of weeks ago, where we had Matt Riley on the show from someone on Instagram called H Loves Football. So we were looking at dads in football. Oh yeah, and he said, "Have a look at the Alonzos, uh, the club careers for Marcus Alonso, his father, and also his grandfather." Oh right, which is pretty intriguing. So here's. Grandfather, Marcus Alonso Imaz, played with Real Madrid's first team for eight years. And his father, also named Marcus Alonso Pena, played several seasons in Spain's top flight for Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So three generations. Yeah, three generations footballers. of Marcus Alonso's, all with the same... Uh, so Are they all Marcuses? They're, they're imagine, all Marcus I'd imagine they've all got brilliant hair as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's, one's going bald in that family, yeah. are they? No, Luscious. Luscious locks. Yeah, so thank you for that. That's yeah. a good, good little nod. I had something from Jeff from Hackney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pointed out, um, did we notice Davy Proper uh, started for Brighton Hove Albion? Uh, again, Wolves and left the, ball without tu- uh, left the pitch without touching the ball. Brilliant. Uh, which is the first time it's happened apparently since Jason Roberts against Blackburn in 2010. Was how that, long was he on for? Yeah, he, was, uh, he did limp off. Minutes. He, limped, he limped off with a hamstring after 10 minutes. But 10 minutes? But 10 minutes to not touch the and ball then, was and quite... And pulling your hamstring. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came close. <laughs> was that his... <laughs> really stretching for it. Yeah, he, he's, he's played a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's played, played, he's played he's quite a lot. Player proper. Yeah. yeah. I was just... I was trying to work out if that was like his first appearance. Uh, whenever I think of him, I think of Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, David. Seaside Town. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm desperate to know where we're at with toddler captain tip. For my captain this week, do I choose? For my captain this week, do I choose? So yeah, we well, had it was it was level. Wasn't yeah, it? it was Matt Riley's son Ruben, yeah. three and a half, who chose Mark Noble uh, because of his hair over, yeah. over Declan Rice, and he has got superior hair. Yeah, well done, Ruben. So it was at thirteen. Noble's got Lego hair. Yeah, <laughs> it's always yeah. He definitely he definitely gets a, a hair dryer or some hairspray on that, doesn't he? Yeah, it's oh, well yeah. well looked after. So it was at thirteen or I believe when mm-hmm. we were looking at that. Ooh. So Ooh. and Rich, do you have the recap? Do you? I do. Yeah. So the game in question was two all draw with Leicester City, um, in which Mark Noble scored five points, Ooh. but Declan Rice scored zero. Yeah, oh, toddlers are up. 14-13 kids are in it. So, so there's two game weeks left. Two and we've got games two left. Children. So this week could decide it. This week could decide yeah, it. They go ahead. Yeah. Be all over. If it doesn't go in favour of the kids and the adults win, then then it will go to the final game. So who have we got this week, Rob? So young Olive, two and a half years old, has picked my captain, which I'm quite happy with actually because I keep 
making disastrous decisions. Mm. And I just should make a little disclaimer before I play this that um, the word poo-poo comes out a lot at the moment. I'm poo-poo daddy. Her mum is poo-poo mummy. Yeah. She doesn't like her dinner, it's poo-poo dinner. So, yeah, I can so, understand that. Like, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> Never grown out of that. Yeah. Uh, poo-poo office. Yeah, so if, um, yeah, if you hear the word poo-poo, that's just the thing she's into at the moment. So here we go. <laughs> Yeah, we all know. What's your name? Olive. How old are you? Two. And which one do you like? Quero? No. Or Sterling? Mm, Poo-Poo Sterling. You like Poo-Poo Sterling? (laughs) Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Why don't you like Quero? Because he's your best friend. He's my best friend. I'll do you back up. Thank you. You can say bye. Bye. There you go. <laughs> I just know you're best friends with yeah. the player. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's why he doesn't hang out with the other Man City players. No, he's always around your house. Comes yeah. to my house and declares himself my best friend. And yeah. I keep trying to tell him that doesn't we're not best friends. Doesn't talk to Olive much. Yeah. So, you know. And he refers to Sterling as Poo Poo Sterling. Forget this Poo Poo Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was a, I don't know if you heard the little cry for Chewbacca in the background. She suddenly discovered Chewbacca this weekend. Poo Poo Chewbacca. He makes a cameo in a film and she's obsessed with him. Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some other film anyway yeah so there she is She's, I've, I've actually captained Sterling my last two game weeks so this is three in a row now wow and, oh, I, got, and I have got, got my triple you. captain chip which you I, might, I have to play, play. Triple. Do I have it. to because bench to. boost is for the last game oh yeah of course you've got to yeah and so, they're at home to Leicester City yes Mm. Could be interesting. Yeah, devastating on the counter attack. It's a weird scenario this week, isn't it? Where Liverpool playing Newcastle, managed by ex Liverpool manager Rafa Benitez, yeah. and City are playing Leicester, managed by ex Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. So I haven't seen Liverpool Leicester play lately. Have a say they, in who wins the title? I seem like they're in fairly good form. Yeah. My friend Tillyman's doing well. Tillyman's Tillyman looked absolutely quality. He. He had a shot. I watched the game, and he had a shot that was exceptional. It was like inches wide. Right, he's and a great it, yeah. player, isn't he? But yeah, I mean, he scored, and it, he's just—he's so good. I yeah. hope he stays in the Premier League. Yeah, me too. He's quality. Um, also, Antonio against Tottenham was very good, and I'm annoyed because I got rid of him a couple of weeks. And ago. he looked really good against Man United he a few is, weeks ago, didn't he? Like, he's an ex-Forest player. He was only at Forest for a season, but he's such—he's a quality player. Yeah, like, and when they. I, don't, I feel like Pellegrini doesn't like him but they seem to start him more now and he's doing well he's a beast like, as well yeah. isn't he he's quick he's yeah. massive he's he must not, be quite a handful he's not useful like he's not a, you know he doesn't play glamorous football but. good Antonio stat he uh, became the first player to score at Spurs new ground he's also the first player to score at Arsenal's new ground Ah, oh, loves the new ground. Yeah, I liked, loves, his, loves cele- new I liked his celebration. Oh, the, yeah, the slow yeah, yeah, slow dance. It was a little bit graphic. <laughs> there was, was a lot pretty. going on downstairs. When, when you see it in slow motion, it's like, <laughs> oh. playing it as well. It was like, bloody hell. Jesus. <laughs> like, Natalie, don't look at that. <laughs> My eyes are watering. <laughs> look away. Yeah. Has <laughs> he got lovely eyelashes? <laughs> Keep looking at them. Um, do you guys want the Sari reveal? Oh, yes. Oh, Have yeah. you had any more thoughts over who's uh, done the double over Arsenal, oh. Highbury and the Emirates Stadium in the Premier League era? Well, I wrote down George Graham just because I thought it'd be interesting if he had have done. <laughs> no, I think he... No, he hasn't. Um, and then I thought Kenny Dalglish. Kenny Dalglish, yes. yes. Correct. Excellent. Um, Harold Redknapp. Harold Redknapp is right. Nice. He plays his spot. He hasn't got one wrong. Um, well, one. I, yeah. 
Uh, oh. There's one more you could probably get in one that's a little lefter. Um, can I guess one? Sam Aladishi? No, uh, he hasn't, thankfully. Ranieri? No. Oh, okay. Think Liverpool? Uh, Brendan Rogers? <laughs> Gerard Houllier. Yes. Uh. And the last one is the slightly is, is Alan Kerbishley. Okay. Curbs. Yeah, yeah. Curbs. Charlton. Charlton West Ham. Ham. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's Good. it. They're the seven. Good, sorry. Secret seven. Nice. Secret seven. Not so secret anymore. No. <laughs> Big reveal. Banter. So, Rob, you're going to play your penultimate trip this week? Yes. Which is fun times. I'm annoyed. I just, yeah. Because oh, don't be annoyed. You annoyed. Chips. I used all the money in like yeah, one three. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it could, it could, then. could save me. I'm currently about 40 points off getting a decent position but um, like you Will I've got a battle with a, a friend uh, who I've been spying on his team all season uh, ex-friend of the show so that's my he's had a couple of storming weeks so I need to try and escape him got to beat him yeah, you got to yeah his um, personal so it's all, on, all on Olive whether she I'll either be celebrating with her or Hiding all the Chewbacca toys. The problem with doing this podcast is now that he now he knows who your captain is. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. I wonder if he follows suit and just you know, go like for like. However, I had that thing where I played my wild card and I just got rid of some. I got rid of Tillemans. I got rid of Johnny when he scored about eighteen points. Yeah. Um, Patricio, who's been doing well. So I, my bench boost team is not in good shape at the moment. So I kind of got to have that in the back of my mind. I've currently got uh, Hudson Odoi. He's obviously out for the rest yeah. of the season. Oh, yeah. Hammer, the keeper, who doesn't play anywhere. So I don't have a bench to boost at the moment. Oh, yeah. So half my mind is on this game week and the triple captain. The other half is trying to sort out my, yeah. my bench. bench. Time yeah. yeah, but it's like we said earlier, shop window versus keeping players happy. It's all, It's just, You've got to take a few punts, I think. Uh, there'll be, there'll, teams will start playing younger players and, I mean... You know, you, yeah. Watford will probably start resting. The players. teams with nothing to play up. for, yeah, like Wolves. Well, they have got something to play for, haven't they? But Bournemouth, Southampton, the teams that are now safe, Palace. They those kind of games could be, you know, goal fests, or they yeah. could just be like no one's really. Yeah, I mean, I'd look, at, I'd look at Fulham because they've looked good since they got relegated. Yeah. You know, Babel and uh, Mitrovic. Yeah, who's they, who's they got? Parker's had an impact, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's, it's good for him. I'd like. Yeah. He's, he's a he's lovely, got, lovely man. Got lovely, lovely hair. hair. Lovely um, hair. It's all about the hair. That's, that's the danger with loan players, though, right? Because um, if they're on loan and they play the games they're meant to, uh, you know, they're contracted to play, then you're not going to play them. Like, I've noticed Palace has stopped playing Batshuayi. Yeah. And they're trying to play Benteke either to get him in form. Do you think there's ever a thing at this point in the season that maybe there's an additional fee due after 20 games and maybe they're on like, yeah. 18 or 19, you think? Yeah. Well, yeah. Bench him. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Maybe. That's Definitely. true. Well, yeah, Fulham's not a bad shout actually because they've got well, Wolves away is tough, but Wolves been on good Newcastle at home last game of the season. Yeah, I mean I, that I was slightly worried by the Wolves fixture just because yeah, so they they're good and all the all the Jays are doing well, aren't they? <laughs> all the Hayes. I like yeah, Hayes, Potter, Jimenez, Honey. <laughs> we'll talk about that on our final episode, but they they're all going to be so overpriced next season, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Jimenez will be nine million. After being what this season six or seven, yeah, hotter will go up to like eight or eight and a yeah. half. And then Definitely. I was and then I was thinking we should all take a promoted side each, right, and revise them over the summer, learn about their players. And oh, then, that's a good so, shout. Yeah, yeah. So who's up now? So Norwich, Norwich and Sheffield confirmed. United are confirmed. Norwich got that centre forward who's been banging them in. Right? Yeah, he's German. Pookie. Pookie. Yeah, great name. Um, great name. Yeah, Pookie Pies. And then it's uh, a good team name in there somewhere. Isn't yeah, it? United yes. have got some some good players. So yeah, it should be should be interesting those two. And then it's either going to be Leeds, West Brom, Villa, 
and then I think it's Derby or Middlesbrough that's it's a like crazy still... game between Leeds and Villa oh, it's ridiculous it's insane that's, that's absolutely ridiculous your, your Luke Shaw shout sorry um, just to go slightly off piste Huddersfield away and then Cardiff at home last game of the season yeah, yeah. that's why Man United's tempting but you, uh, it's difficult to know where to go at the moment yeah there's no like yeah. did Rashford get injured there. did he get injured on the weekend I think he came off and didn't De Gea I know, who would normally be yeah. solid defence um, I've read somewhere he, he's had I think in the last four games three direct errors that have led to goals that is more than his previous 120 odd games yes, yeah. right, in yeah. total it's bad like, that's bad yeah. 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 you feel for him because he seems like quite a nice guy he's not really engineering his move away is he no yeah it's not going well no. for him did you so. see that Hazard uh, match of the day interview no. no it was so alluding to him leaving oh, like, really? no one else has picked up on this he just said about I think he got asked about Champions League football and them fighting for the top four and he was just like of course it's important you know uh, everyone wants to play in the Champions League and it's important that Chelsea are in the Champions League too and then winked <laughs> just, oh, I remember man. watching it I saw something on social media about him winking right. I, didn't realize, I remember I didn't at the time interest. I'd had a couple of drinks and, and, fit, and just thinking did he just do that and yeah. he just really smelled and he was, had a bit of a smirk on his face it just smelled of like you are so not there and I, good luck to him if he doesn't but yeah I think he should go but I think he's done his time, hasn't he? Chelsea players could they could have a few bargains in there next season because they haven't had a great season. Their defence hasn't been as reliable as it normally is. Yeah. And they're very overpriced players like Alonso at seven million or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, RLC. Yeah, yeah, he scored, didn't he? Marcus. Yes. Mm, lovely. First goal in a long old yeah. time. No, back back in the game. Right. That's that's pretty much close to us, isn't it? I think so. We'll be back. Uh, oh, should we choose a beer? Oh, oh yeah. yes. So what have we had? We've had uh, the Camden Camden Brewery Weeknight Any Day Lager. 3%. Which um, is nice. It's all right. It's a bit pissy. <laughs> that's the idea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure on that. No, Will, Will is yeah uh, unconvinced. And then we've had uh, the Adnams Dry Hop Lager. Always a winner. Which was very nice. Yeah. It's probably going to walk this competition. I mean, yeah. it was a little bit shaken up beforehand, though, so points down yeah. for the fact that they... Don't, don't blame the brewery. Blame <laughs> the delivery <Yeah>. system, <laughs> which was inadequate. So, yes, congratulations to Adnams for being our beer of the week. Um, good luck, everyone. Good chipping. Yes. We're, we're going to have no. another episode next week. Yeah. Um, and then, then we're kind of cusping the end of the season. I know. Yeah. Nearly, nearly... In. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry we'll have that Mido deep dive for you at some point <laughs> during the close season uh, well thanks for everything thank you for listening Yeah, and we will see you very soon bye, bye. please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast